My friend, you're here because you want English skills that help you connect with people on a deeper level. So join the free accent training community on school.com today and get some momentum going with your American accent development. Open the link in the description and request to join the free accent training community while spots are available, my friend. Welcome to the Accent Training Podcast, a podcast where I teach you to harness the sounds of spoken English. I help you identify your blind spots. That's right, maybe you have good grammar and maybe you have enough vocabulary to write a book. However, what you may not have is the accent or speech skills that you're looking for. Well, my friend, I'm here for you. I'm here to help you identify your blind spots when you're speaking. What do I mean by blind spots? Well, blind spots are the places that we don't see. They may be right beside us, but they aren't clearly visible. They aren't easy to spot. And the problems that occur in our blind spots often go completely unnoticed or completely undetected. For example, when you're driving in your car down the highway and you go to change lanes and you peek over your shoulder to look in your blind spot quickly and you notice, whoa, there's a transport truck in my blind spot. I almost just pulled in front of it and killed us all. Well, my friend, I am the indicator to warn you about that transport truck when it comes to your spoken English. Because this is the Accent Training Podcast. And when you're learning an accent, specifically the American accent, identifying blind spots in your speech becomes a habit that we practice every single day. The blind spot that I want to open your ears to today concerns the letter S. 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 But the trouble is, it isn't always pronounced as an S. Sometimes it'll come out like a Z. 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 Now, I have discussed this a couple of times in the past, and I've got something new for us to look at today that'll help us identify not only when we make the S sound like a Z, Z, but the E, like E, sound like an I. Like E. We're going to be working on when we add ES to the endings of words and we make it sound more like an is. Is. You see, a lot of people have trouble with this. And a lot of people who don't speak English as a first language will make all S endings voiceless to say all words as they're spelled. Words like classes, they'll say more like classes. Or faces, they'll say more like faces. This is a subtle difference between native and non-native speakers, and employing this difference will greatly reduce any choppy sort of sound in your speech. Do you need to use this to speak English? No, you don't need to. But you most certainly have the option to, and I'm here to tell you what to do to develop this. Now, let me take your attention away from that for just a moment and remind you that this podcast is the best podcast on Spotify or any podcasting apps. 
to learn to improve your skills with spoken English. What makes it the best? It's the fact that no matter what I'm talking about, whether it's the American accent or idiomatic expressions or, or even just about me, you can be sure that you're going to come away from this podcast with a better level of English than you had going into it. You know, there's some good stuff out there. There's a lot of great advice. Not as good as mine. Not as good as mine. Not as practical. And they don't all deliver you results. I give you results. Immediate results. To help you reach your goals. And so I am proud to say that I will be adding to this audio library of spoken English information on a weekly basis. And if you want to be informed whenever I have new great information out... Make sure that you hit subscribe. Make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast and that you allow your podcasting app of choice to send you notifications so that you are informed whenever I have a new episode out for you to learn from. Well, thank you for taking the time to listen to my important message. Let's get to the lesson. ES Endings. Making an I, Z, or Z kind of sound. This is what we call assimilation. And what we're working with today are alveolar fricative sounds. Whoa, okay, that's a bit of an intimidating term. Here's what it means. The letters S, SH, ZH, like ZH, CH, and J are all alveolar fricative sounds. This means that when we make these sounds, we have the tip of our tongue just behind our teeth and we let the sound flow out. My tongue's just behind my teeth, touching the bump behind my teeth. That's called the alveolar ridge, that little bump behind your teeth. Alveolar ridge. Fricative means flowing, like how the letter S. It flows when it's pronounced. Now, you see, when words that end in alveolar fricatives, flowing sounds made at the front of the mouth, when these become plural or show possession, we usually add ES to the spelling instead of just an S or apostrophe S. When that ES is added... The E sounds like a short I, and S sounds like a Z. S, Z, classes, classes, faces, is. Now, like I said, a lot of people will pronounce those S's like regular S's. This isn't a terrible thing. People will most likely understand you most of the time. But it'll give your English a little bit of a choppy sound. If you're okay with that, hey, feel free to stop listening now. But if you want to change that and you want to reduce that choppy sound, here are the three steps to make that happen. Step number one, we got to make sure that you're making a clear I, I sound. And that you're not mixing it with any other vowel sounds like E or E. So take a moment with me here and let's practice a quick little exercise, one that we saw in the past. First, we're going to make an E sound. We are going to feel the positioning of this E so that we can make sure that we're not accidentally slipping it in. 
Now, when we make the sound e, we have our teeth very close together, and the back of our tongue is making pressure against our top teeth. E. The tip of our tongue is just kind of low down, hanging around, not doing anything important. E. E. Now, when we make the sound e, e, like in the word rid, e, rid, we have the same position. Our teeth are very close together, except our tongue is making no pressure against the back teeth. E, 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 lots of pressure. E, e, no pressure. E, e, and then let's drop the jaw down a little bit now, and let's go e, e. The back of our tongue is not even touching our top teeth, and we've. Opened up our mouth a little bit, not very wide, but it is open. Eh, eh. What we call a short e. Eh. Now repeat after me. E, e, eh. E, e, eh. E, e, eh. All right, not bad. Not bad. Next up, we need to work on making our S, s sound like a Z. Z. Here's the thing: S and Z use the same positioning. The tip of our tongue is down low, s, down behind our bottom teeth. S. The middle of our tongue is up around the level of our alveolar ridge, s, s. and our teeth are very close together. So tip of the tongue low, middle of the tongue high on that alveolar ridge, kind of mushed up in the front. Now, when we pronounce a z, 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 we're holding that same s kind of position, but we're adding a little bit of voice. Z, z. My throat vibrates a little bit when I pronounce that z, z. Not voiceless like a s, but a little bit voiced. Z, z. Now let's put those two sounds together. Repeat after me. We're making sure that our tongue is not making pressure on the top teeth. Of course, we're not giving it an ease. Nor are we dropping our jaw down, going as, but it's right in the middle, is. And of course, if you need, just pause this episode, adjust your positioning, get a feel for it. I'm just telling you what to do. It's all up to you to take these steps in between and have a little patience. Is, is. Now let's add one more sound onto that. Let's add that. Alveolar fricative. Before this is, just to keep letting our muscles adjust. Repeat after me. Sizz. Sizz. First, getting an S, s, and then an is. All right. Next up, let's add an alveolar fricative before that. Now, a quick reminder: an alveolar fricative. This is like the sounds s, sh, j, ch. 
These sounds that flow out with our tongue up in the front of our mouth, using our alveolar ridge to articulate it. Repeat after me. Sizz. Sizz. Now let's voice that S position. Zizz. Zizz. Now the SH. Shiz. Shiz. Folks, this is just a quick message to remind you to subscribe to the Accent Training Podcast. If you haven't already, you don't want to miss a second of this accent training experience. And you want to be updated whenever I've got new content out for you. So if you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe now. And then finally, with like a zh, a zh sound. And by the way, if you need to work on that zh sound, zh, do not hesitate to check out episode number 72, because that's where I talk about how to make a zh kind of sound. Jizz. Jizz. Now, of course, when you're speaking naturally, you're not going to be pronouncing this sound alone. You're going to use it in words. It's going to have more sounds around it. So let's put this into a handful of words here. Repeat after me, starting with some of these words we've already seen. Classes. Classes. Notice I'm not saying classes, classes, or classes. I take English classes. No, no. Classes. How about faces? Faces. I'm not saying faces. I don't recognize their faces, but faces. I don't recognize their faces. Faces is... Here's another one with a ch sound. Beaches. Beaches. Ch. Chiz. The beaches are open. It's June right now. The beaches had better be open. It's hot outside. It was like 40 degrees here in Monterey yesterday. Freaking hot. Beaches. The beaches are open. How about pushes? Pushes. He always pushes us away. Someone who's very cold, doesn't want help, doesn't want contact with people. He pushes people away. Pushes. Well, my friends, if you've been repeating after me, then you've started to identify that blind spot. Classes. Faces. Pushes, beaches. You may be feeling like you're sounding a little bit buzzy. You know, like your your words sound a little funny. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. If your voice sounds funny to you when you pronounce words like that, it means that you're developing something new. So let's keep at it because I've got a handful of idiomatic expressions that I think are going to be rather useful and rather helpful for anybody who's trying to develop this for themselves. 
The first idiomatic expression that I'd like to bring up is hold your horses. Hold your horses. We'll go soon. Hold your. Hold your horses. What does that mean? What does that mean? To hold your horses. Well, this is simply telling somebody, wait. Saying, calm down, wait. There's no rush. Hold your horses. Now, this is a pretty useful one, especially if you know anybody that's rather impatient. Or maybe if I have any ladies listening, and you ever have a date, or a party to go to, and you know, you're dolling yourself up, you're putting on your makeup, and and your husband, or boyfriend, or, or your friend is saying, hey, let's get going, come on, the party's starting. Just tell them, hey, hold your horses. Hold your horses, I'm almost ready. We know that you're not almost ready, by the way. We know that we're going to be waiting a long time. And that's okay. That's okay, you take your time. Take your time. And we will hold our horses. Another idiomatic expression for you today. Chances are. Chances are we'll be all right. Chances are you're going to feel a little more confident now that you know this idiom. Chances are you'll explain things clearer than any of your peers. Chances are. This is like saying the most probable outcome is. The most probable outcome is. Chances are we're going to win. Chances are we're going to win. It's like saying I feel confident about this. Chances are. Now, of course, I'm aware of the fact that the word chance ends in the letter C. It doesn't end in the letter S. I know that. I have it written down in my notes right in front of me. But this is one of those times when the letter C is making the letter S sound, of course. And so when we add an S to the ending, we pronounce it chances. Chances are. Z. Chances are it's going to rain. I wish it was going to rain. Still in a drought here in Monterey. And in fact, they've even cut off the water for more hours of the day. Chances are it's not going to rain this week. Not in the middle of June. Chances are. The next one I've got here is a bit of a baseball idiomatic expression. And it is to say, cover your bases. Cover your bases. To cover your bases is to ensure that everything that you can do to see something succeed is done. Like suppose that you're preparing for a business presentation. You want to make sure that you cover all your bases. You get all of your talking points lined up. You make sure that you know the people's names who you're supposed to know. You pick out a nice suit and tie the night before to make sure that you're not running late or looking sloppy. You cover your bases. Now, if you don't have your bases covered and you're not prepared then you may need to instead roll with the punches. Roll with the punches. Now this is another sports idiom, roll with the punches. And it's to do with boxing. Boxing is, of course, a sport that involves a whole lot of punching. Now to roll with the punches is simply to move your body away from an opponent's punches. Really lessens the impact. 
However, if you're not a boxer, but you do this in your daily life, then it's referring to adapting yourself to adverse circumstances. Again, regarding a business meeting, suppose that you don't cover your bases. You're not fully prepared. You got to think on your feet. You need to adapt quickly and be reactive to what happens in front of you. You weren't proactive, you were reactive. And now you gotta roll with the punches. It's not gonna be a great day, but if you can adapt and if you can adjust, you'll make it through. You'll make it through the day. Roll with the punches. Adjust, adapt to undesirable situations. Now my friend, that's, that's our lesson for today. That is our lesson for today because it's already Tuesday and I've got to edit this episode. I want to get this episode out before the end of the day today because it's Tuesday and I try to get episodes out on Tuesdays. Normally I record on Sunday or Monday and then I can edit before Tuesday and get it out midnight on Tuesday, but not this week. No, no, not this week. This week... I'm recording on Tuesday, and I'll edit on Tuesday, and I will release it on Tuesday. It's going to be a busy day. I'll have a few classes in between, but but I'll make the best of it. I'm going to roll with the punches. I'm going to roll with the punches. I did not cover my bases. Got to roll with the punches. But let's not jump to conclusions. Let's not assume that I'm lazy here. Hold your horses on those assumptions. Because chances are, at the moment that you're listening to this right now, I am working hard to make sure that I can deliver you the best content available and that I can be the best coach to my students and maintain the Accent Training Podcast as the best podcast in the world to learn the American accent. Well, anyway, I got to get going for today. I've got things to take care of. And just before I go today, I got to let you know that if you liked what you heard today, of course you want to make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. And beyond that, you are someone that should seriously dive feet first into my American Accent video course. It's fantastic. It's going to prepare you for communication with Americans at your workplace, when you meet new people, or at school, wherever it may be. You get a ton of video and written materials to learn from and the flexibility to practice whenever you want. And beyond all that, there is a money-back guarantee. Does it get any better? You can check it out. You can think to yourself, eh, this isn't for me. I don't want to learn the American accent. And you can get your money back. You absolutely can. I won't even be offended. I will be a little bit offended, actually. But it will be a learning experience for me. It'll be something that teaches me I need to do things even better in the days to come and keep on improving. Nothing wrong with that. That's a good lesson. That's a valuable lesson. So what I ask you to do, my friend, is open up the description of this podcast episode. Click the link to the website that says you to me in that description and get ready for some hard-hitting material which is going to completely change your spoken English. Now, I got things to do today. I've got to get a load of washing before they cut my water off. Like I said, we're in a drought, but I've got to clean my clothes. 
So if you can excuse me, I've got a few personal chores to take care of for today while I have the opportunity. Thank you very much for your time, my friend. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your morning, your your afternoon, your evening, your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I look forward to teaching you many more things in the days to come. Have a good one, folks. I'm opening my doors of enrollment for the month of May. I've got five accent training spots available for five accent learners who want to see predictable progress learning to communicate in English with the same habits, the same patterns, and the same sounds that Americans use naturally. I've got limited space available this month, my friend. So apply right now through the link in the description if it's important for you to learn to speak English in the way that Americans listen for.